Hello, and welcome to Human Is My Label. This is your host, Emily Purry. I am a wife, a mother, a daughter, a sibling, and a former athlete. I work full time. I am the founder of Rapid, a nonprofit organization, and I'm legally blind. I am so excited about opening the conversation about everything equity. We will primarily be talking about disability, as that is my lived experience, and it is often the minority left out of the equity conversation. I am passionate about equity for all identities, as I have family members from the communities of color, LGBTQIA, disabilities, and we span all ages. It is my goal to normalize these conversations, get people comfortable with the uncomfortable, and include everyone. After all, we are all human. Hello everyone, I am so excited to be back today. I took about a three week break um, to give the much needed attention to the Black Lives Matter movement, as well as giving people some space, giving all of you some space of information. Though it's all great and amazing information, that still is going on, and that's so awesome, um, at least in regards to the Black Lives Matter movement. I'm so glad that so many people are reaching out and consuming the information, and especially white people are reaching out and trying to figure out what it is that needs to be done. And so that's been very exciting. That coupled with, you know, uh, COVID-19, there's just been so much media and information going on out there. I feel felt like it was the best time to stop and pause and let things as far as COVID die down and give space to that Black Lives Matter movement. So it has been a great couple weeks for me and uh, as well as Rapid. I've been doing book groups for people, especially white people, interested in, you know, becoming an ally and educating ourselves about our whiteness. And that has been so exciting. So that has been part of what I've been doing a ton of. Um, Rapid has launched their first campaign called Health of Humanity. And we're focusing on all aspects of health for the month of July in celebration of the 30th year anniversary of the passing of the Americans with Disabilities Act. So we're doing that. We've been going full force and really focusing on building that foundation and making sure people are understanding their biases and making sure we are looking at all aspects of diversity and inclusion as a disability-focused organization and company, Prairie Consultants, we want to make sure and not just focus on disability, but where are those intersections and where where can we be better and how can we make sure to have all voices at the table and still be a disability-focused organization. So it's been a great, um, you know, month, really, two months. Um, diversity, equity, inclusion has always been a big priority for myself, my family, as you've heard in all these episodes. But with all these movements going on and all this traction, we wanted to make sure. So 
with that, like I mentioned, the campaign is going. Um, subscribe to Rapids uh, social media's channels. Uh, we're on Instagram, uh, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And we are doing health promotion of all kinds. So this week will be uh, activity. How do we stay healthy through activity? We'll be addressing mental health. We'll be addressing financial health. And we'll be addressing nutrition. So subscribe to our, our, our channels there, Rapid Oregon, on I think all the channels. Um, and follow along and participate and share. And it's, it's really exciting. Really exciting. So that brings me to our topic for today. I wanted to dive into today the conversation about health and wellness for minority communities. When we look at health statistics, and this is health of all kinds, not we're not looking at weight only or you know physical appearance only. We're looking at everything: mental health, physical health, nutrition, um, every aspect of health. The minority community have worse outcomes than dominant culture. So when we're looking at people with disabilities, they have higher rates of obesity, they have higher rates of binge drinking, they have higher rates of smoking. And many people would say, well, that's a choice. When we look at uh, the blood pressure and cancer rates and all these things for minority communities, they have higher occurrences than dominant culture. And so I wanted to talk about this topic because this just contributes to the systemic issues that this, our culture in the U.S. here have. For example, when we look at COVID-19, it takes people of color, and specifically black and African American people, three times as many emergency room visits than it does for a white person. So they will go to the emergency room three times before they're admitted, which is why we are having so many people of color die from COVID-19. It's not because of, you know, people, they all live together or people of color aren't following the guidelines or they're not wearing masks. No, it's because it, it takes them that much longer to get into the hospital, get admitted to the hospital. These kinds of situations, now I'm not here to debate COVID-19 because that's a, a whole other situation, but this is an example of how the minority communities, including people with disabilities, are experiencing health and wellness. When we look at people with disabilities, the access to healthcare facilities, meaning can they even get in the door? Can we even participate in the activities that able-bodied folks can? And not because we can't, our bodies can't. No, it's because the programs aren't accessible. They haven't thought about people with disabilities. And so when we look at this example that I just mentioned with COVID, this is just one thing that we see superficially. Oh, there's more people of color dying than white people. That's a superficial explanation especially out on media and they don't dive into the reason it's the same with health for all communities so when we look at nutrition and we look at poverty for example so people who are living in poverty 
typically live further out or in the dead center of the city where there are less grocery stores, there are less opportunities to purchase um, large amounts of food. Uh, You may have heard the term a food desert because the many times people have to buy their food from a convenience store because that's the only thing within walking distance or within, you know, a bus trip that may only take 30 minutes versus an hour and a half to get to. And so the quality of food that people have access to out in those further out areas where it's cheaper to live, again, negatively affects their health. So then those outcomes become worse for that population of people, poverty. Uh, People with disabilities fit into that category. People of color fit into that category. There's all these intersections of health and minority communities. Now, the reason I wanted to talk about this today was for two reasons. One, there's so many misconceptions about why people think that, especially people with disabilities, are not healthy. They think it's choices. They think it's, uh, you know, well, they're, they have a disability. That means they can't do these things. Well, I want to squash that. I want to squash that assumption big time because we can. We can do all sorts of things. For example, many people would say a blind person can't go running. Well, guess what? Guiding Eyes, which is where I got Bevy, decided that people who are blind can run with a guide dog. And they took it upon themselves to create a running guide program for blind people to run with a guide dog. And so these are examples of just not assuming that because somebody's blind, they can't go running safely. That's, That's not the case. It's taking the problem or the situation or the need and finding a solution to it. The other reason I wanted to bring this up is because... I wanted to take a minute and talk to those folks out there listening who do have disabilities and who are not making healthy choices. And there is a big part of me that often we do hold on to that victim mentality. We do say, you know, this is too hard. That is too hard. I can't do this. I can't do that. And so we get stuck in this, I can't, or I won't, or whatever, or when I get this, or when somebody gets a bus to my apartment that will take me to the gym, then I'll go to the gym. And so I want to be here today to say, it is up to you, just like everybody else in this world. It is up to us to try to figure out a way to become better humans every day, and whether that's being a better human towards other people or being a better person to ourselves, it is up to us. And so if I can be a part of helping people designing programs and becoming more inclusive on that side and opening up programming and opening up access and transportation and all those things that we can easily do for people with disabilities. And I can also convince all of you out there who are just making those excuses that we can do something today. We can make a difference in our own health today. That's where the magic's going to happen. Uh, 
because it's not one person's fault or the other. In every single situation, in every single, there's always two sides to each story. And so I want to make sure that I'm addressing both sides because no matter how many gyms you make accessible, no matter how many programs you make for blind people, if I don't get my butt up and say, I'm going to go do this, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how many programs are created. I have to make the choice to make myself healthier. So that's where we're going to start. While I'm on this tangent, I want to take a minute and say that, and I think I mentioned this in another podcast, but motivation is the stupidest word in the world. (laughs) And I say that because you may be motivated or inspired, I like to say better than motivated, to get your butt up and do something. You may be motivated or inspired to make a healthy snack versus a bag of chips. You may be motivated to go to the gym once, but guess what? Tomorrow or the next day or the next day, you're not going to be motivated. You're not going to be inspired. You're going to say, to hell with that. I want to sit on the couch and do nothing, or I don't want to go to the gym, or that took too much work. And so when you get to those points where you don't want to eat healthy, you don't want to make a uh, do something active, you don't want to take the time to take care of your mental health because you just want to dive into that deep end of negativity and crap that a lot of us live in all the time. When you want to live there, you have to find the place where you can get out and pick yourself up and keep going. And that's not motivation. That is pure grit. And now I am talking to all minority communities, disability, people of color, people part of the LGBTQIA community. We are gritty. We know how to be gritty and push past the barriers and the discrimination and the inaccessibility we know how to be gritty and yes we shouldn't have to be but until society comes along and with movements like the black lives matter movement and other movements we will get there eventually i do have faith in that but in the meantime we have to get gritty and take care of ourselves we have to find that deep down desire to be healthier humans to to overcome those barriers and to push through and to find community that will help us overcome those barriers health is one of those things that we can't put aside because the world is not fair we can't put aside because the world is not equitable It's getting there, but if we constantly hang our hats on that, the only real people that are going to suffer is ourselves. We are going to be unhealthy. We are going to have higher rates of diabetes. We are going to have heart disease and not be on this planet long enough to advocate for others in our situation. And so I reiterate, minority communities have been through this time and time again, and we are gritty and we are strong and we are incredibly talented independent people when we get our minds right and when we're ready for that so take care of yourself or we can't fight these fights like the black lives matter movement we can't 
fight to bring equity to this world. So that's where I'm going to start with just health. Now, for me, health has been quite the journey. And I'm just going to wrap up with this quick story. Um, if you've heard the episode, it's called July 16th. We're almost at my anniversary, 11 years. So July 16th, 2009, I was, I had an injury and combined with my, my vision disability and this injury, it really changed my life. I formerly was a super athlete. I, you know, went running for fun. Uh, you know, a six mile run was no big deal. Um, it was my life. If I was bored, I'd go work out. If I was bored, I'd go for a walk. If I was bored, I'd go run. I'd, if I was bored, I'd do whatever. And then when I got injured, that whole thing changed. Not just the activity, but my identity, my my picture of who I was to myself and to people around me completely changed. And I was lost. I was depressed. I was on tons of pain medication because of my knee. I didn't have any healthy coping mechanisms, so I drank a lot. I, you know, sat there and just prayed that the pain would stop and that I could get up and go running again and that I would be who I was before and I was stuck on this this idea of who I was and who I wanted to be instead of really looking at who I was in that moment and who I can either become or where I want to go with that. And so it was a very, very challenging, uh, a good five years um, of constant surgeries. And I still have pain to this day. And in when I go out and I run or I go out and I do something, even walk. When I wake up, my my knee is in tremendous amounts of pain. Um, and that's just something I've had to accept and move past the anger of, you know, the accident and how I didn't feel like it was my fault and, 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 and I could live in that victim world of, I am out of shape because of this, or I'm out of shape because of that, or, you know, I don't, want to go running because it reminds me of before when I could run without pain and all these things. I could live in that world. However, that is going to do nothing positive for my mental health. It's going to be do nothing positive for my physical health. And dwelling in that circle of negativity and anger and frustration is not where I want to be. And so it took a, it took a long time to get there. Trust me, it's not an easy thing. But health and wellness and you know, taking care of yourself is one of those things that if you do it, everything else in your life feels better. The goods feel better. The bads feel better. But when we feel better about our, our bodies, and I am not talking about skinny or fat or all those labels. I'm saying when you feel good in your body, whatever that is, whatever that feels like to you, when you feel good in your body, everything else is better. And so finding that drive, finding that grit to push past all the other crap that goes around in our heads. I don't want to. I want to sit here. I want to do that. I just want to watch TV. All those things. Kick them out of there. You're not going to find motivation. So if you're waiting for that, you'll be waiting for a long time. 
you need to push yourself out the house. You need to get out. You need to go grocery shopping. You need to buy healthier food. You need to find activity that you're able to do safely and in your body. Whatever body you have, that's the body you got to work with. And what can you do? How can you do it? Um, there's, there's a way to do everything, and it never looks the same for any individual. Especially, you know, with what we have going on now with corona and social distancing and all that. It's going to look different than it did for you last week. It, and much different from two months ago, three months ago, four months ago. So find that drive to get yourself out there and take care of yourself. Health and well-being is, is, is such an important thing that we need to focus on, and it's not just a luxury. I know this was a short one today, but I did want to just get back on and let you all know I was still here, and I am excited about getting back to the podcast and still working on equity and inclusion and all of that important work. I encourage you all to... Uh, check out the rapid campaign and like I said at the beginning you can find us on LinkedIn Facebook and Instagram I will link those tags in the description here and if you are needing help with any of your health if you're needing some wellness advice some coaching some programs whatever it is definitely reach out to me you can get me at purryco.com. That's P-U-R-R-Y-C-O.com. Purryco.com is our website, as well as my email is in there, and you can request an appointment. We can do a consultation, figure out how to get you active, how to get you, your nutrition dialed in, get your mental health dialed in, talk through some of your challenges you got going on. That's what I'm here for. I'm excited about it. And we are going to be giving a gift card away for Rapid uh, this week. So share, participate to be answered in the drawing. So until next week, thank you all for joining me again. And take care of yourself and make sure to prioritize your health. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining me here today at Human Is My Label. Don't forget to subscribe, share this with your friends, families, and coworkers. Get out there, get comfortable with the uncomfortable, include everyone, and push yourself to be better every day. If you're interested in coaching or corporate training or learning more about RAPID, visit us at rapidorgan.org. That's R-A-P-I-D-O-R-E-G-O-N dot org. You can find me at emily.purry on Instagram and all my other social handles are below. Have a great day and can't wait to see you next week.